my feet are cold. My hands are. Jesus Christ. I'm putting on socks. Alrighty, everybody. Welcome to Paranormal Analytical. My name is Dylan Holiday, but everyone just calls me Big Quincy. I'm here this week with my special temporary co-host, Kristen Lee. Yo, what's a happening? Uh, we all, we have Jim Backus. Hello. And Rochelle Ruzo. Razo. Razo. Oh, damn it! Are, normally I, I'm decent with names. All right. So, guys, this show is going to be a little bit different this week because we're just going to be our wacky selves. We're going to have fun, and we're just going to have a conversation. Kristen, because you're the god of conversation, go ahead. Take us somewhere. Let's first start with crazy faces. Everybody no. have a one, two, three. What, Come on, you guys are no fun. No, we're not. <laughs> There's a good one, Rochelle did a good one. Oh, I missed it. Jesus, I guess you know that's a problem when you're blind. What are I you... have a poopy pig, pig for my phone. Hey, I have one too, I, but mine's black. <laughs> that's And it has a nice little vaporing on it, because, you oh. know, I'm all about that smoke life. So, um, Jim and Rochelle are paranormal investigators, um, and... So what are some places that you guys have investigated? You guys have been all over the place, I'm sure. Just tell some stories. Go ahead. I was letting you go. <laughs> uh, oh, geez, you name it. Tell the spiel. Mansfield, um, Prospect Place. We've gone to the Crescent Hotel as far as Arkansas. Um, uh, Bell Nursing Home. Well, okay, what was your... Jeez, fa- oh, everybody was so talkative before we started the show. Now we start the show and everybody's sitting there in their own corner. You know, like, so tell us some stories. Let us know what happened on... You know, what was your craziest investigation moment? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> We're laughing because it's, like, the most common question, I guess, that we get all the time. Like, every paranormal investigator does. But, like, your craziest story, there's just so many, it's so hard to stop and think of which one. Like, we've been to hundreds of places. I just named, what, five and was having problems. You can imagine how many experiences we've had. They lab, honestly, man. It's, it's sad to say that, I mean, I, I, I saw footage and recordings I haven't gone over from years ago, you know. it's it, we've, we've experienced a lot to even think of talking about. But, I mean, we can think about our biggest couple probably but they all have to do with the place that i don't want to bring up so <laughs> you know me too well that, that that's okay um well just because i own the Blair house doesn't mean you don't have to bring it up oh you're right. <laughs> well you're really pushing it kristen <laughs> i'm just trying to save it have, have you guys have you guys visited the Blair house halfway yeah, yeah. and, what, and then, what was that like oh my gosh well, the second time it was so we really, really didn't investigate much, but the first time we were there, we did a full blown investigation, and I got really Oops. sick that night. Really sick. Uh, I couldn't even leave the couch. Does everybody that go in this goes in this house just get sick or like their car crashes yeah. into trees and shit? I was. <laughs> the other people that got to investigate more than me because I was stuck on the couch all night had some really creepy stuff happen too. We had some very really uh, loud um, EVPs right in the foyer area before the stairs. I think it's called whatever that area is called, or the whatever. Um, I can't remember what the re- replies were, but they were loud and darker. Like, what, what would you describe it as? Like, 
it sounded like yelling, honestly, more than because it was on the DR60, so those always sound a little weird, but this sounded like yelling. But we couldn't get anything out. I still have all the recordings from there and everything. I want to go back over them. If you guys hear, happen to hear like ceiling stuff, there's flying squirrels in the ceiling stuff. And they're running back and forth right now and squealing. Well, hey, that, that's fine, you know. We're all, we're all northerners here. We're used to those sounds. Um, so, like, you described this yelling. Like, was it like a, like a, like a cry for help, like, yell? Or was it like a get the fuck out of here kind of yell? Aww. Ladder. We can say whatever we want. There's no, there's no. Zuckerberg. going to hold us down. What did you just say, Jim? No what? Zuckerberg ain't holding us down. <laughs> yeah, listen here, all right. I've said a, a bunch of things that I shouldn't say on this show, and nothing's happened yet. Okay. Now, now that I say that, we're gonna be, you know, Facebook's gonna rate me. I'm gonna have to stream somewhere else. I don't know. Um, rape. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now we used rape in a bit. Oh, here, here we go. Um, I better pull out the tiger's eye. Yeah, well, I'm, like, look, I'm, I'm bad luck. Um, so I would like to say just hello to some folks that are in here. Uh, Melissa Shea, Scott Hammonds, uh, Andrew Alexander, thank you guys for joining us so, so much. We appreciate it. I don't have anything to hold up. I'm, I'm, I don't... Uh, we all have stones in our hands. Yeah, I don't, what are the I don't have... Um, I have beef jerky. Here, you guys can... <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to offend so many people on this show. Oh, um, beef jerky. See, so this is... My beef jerky is bigger than yours. Wow, thank you. <laughs> that doesn't look like just thank you. a stone. See, so, so see, that's the problem. See, this show is like the early shows where I try to be a comedian, and it just never works, and everybody gets pissed. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a an issue. Like, I don't know if you guys ever had that that problem with like people. People just think I'm offensive. They think I'm an abrasive asshole, and I don't understand how you can be a, an abrasive asshole if you just admit to it. Like, I'm sure you, Kristen. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> are you trying to hypnotize, Kristen? Are you trying to hypnotize me right now? Yes. We're live and on the air. You can't do. You can't. You can't do hypnotism on the air. We we learned that the hard way. I, I could try it. <laughs> what does that mean? What? what? Okay, so, so everybody sit back in their chair. There. Okay. Jim's, Jim's eyes are closed. This is good. We're closing our close eyes. Close your eyes. Okay. It is. Sorry. We have to close our eyes. Close your eyes. Don't be scared. Okay. The boogeyman won't get you. Dylan, are your eyes off. closed? Yes, my eyes are closed. All right, audience members in the chat room, sit back in your chair. Close your eyes. The, the monsters won't get you. You're getting sleepy. You're getting very <laughs> sleepy. <laughs> ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
you see it. Place the book on the wooden table. Open the book, and in your mind's eye, what do you see? Okay, we'll stop right there. Was that a rhetorical, are we supposed to answer that question? <laughs> nope, you, you had to see it in your mind's eye, and that's why we're stopping. What did you see? Jim, Jim's asleep. I saw Jim, fuck like a color. chicken. <laughs> now, what did you see in your mind's eye? For real, for real. What did you see? Oh, I saw uh, four, five star. Five, five star? star. Like five a pentacle? Star. Yes. Good. What did you see, Jim? <laughs> Honestly, I was like looking at the Bel Air house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's cool. Dylan, what did you see? Uh, I saw darkness. Yeah, was I supposed to see some? I don't know what you I'm saw- supposed to see. Did did the audience members in chat see anything? I don't. Did anyone in the the audience is complaining of issues? That's what they're complaining. That's what they're complaining of. Um, so, but I, I guess we're fine. They say that the video is choppy, which is why we weren't going to use video. But you know, we're going to just go with it now. Apparently, no one could hear any word but fuck. So, fuck is the magic word this week. We're going to. Who was that that used to have a magic word on their show? It was like some 90s show or something. Oh, that was, um, oh, what's his name? This week's. Groucho Marx. Yeah, maybe. This week's special word. Oh, God. And then a word would drop down holding the word. <clears throat> so, Rochelle, you actually started to go into a meditative hypnosis. If you were able to see that, I... you were there. Oh, I, you did a really good job at making it. So Feeling we... like so as, really as someone who this didn't work on, maybe because I was being an asshole and trying to make a bit, um, what was I supposed to see? Whatever, I don't know. So it's just that, like, like if I would have said you. I saw a koala, a koala bear, what does that mean? Like, can you tell me what that means? Like, do, does what I see have like a bearing on something? Yes, it absolutely does. And since Rochelle saw the, so, okay, let's say you saw a koala bear, two things. You either, um, well, this is all past life regression hypnosis. So either you visited a far, far, far away land that was filled with koala bears, or you need something very comforting and fluffy in your life right now to calm you down. Well, Irma Linda, oh God, Sanez, she says that I'm a cuddly bear. So I guess maybe, 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 you know, maybe the koala message wasn't too far away. Um, Perhaps. See, and then we would go into probably five or six more books, but we would spend more time with them to be able to see many multiple lifetimes. So, like, if you tell me that there are words in these books, I'm supposed to create an image of words in the book, and I'm supposed to be able to tell you what these words were. And then We just don't do words. We don't don't. do words. It's only images. It's a picture book. Correct. Oh, lovely. I like picture books. Those are the the easy ones. But with the psychological... um, aspect of it that would be considered free association so what does her seeing the the five stars five star what's that mean five well that's a pentacle so that's probably her past lifetime she was a witch oh i think so and what did what did jim he saw the belair house so what what does that mean i have to material today (laughs) it means what i had too many bowls of cereal today are there any cheese balls? Too many cheese balls, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he could have been somebody that was there at one time. So yeah, could have been Edwin. 
Kristen, you asked me to ask you to tell me about the what's that thing oh. called with the st astrology or whatever? No, it's Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> well, let me just tell you, Mercury retrograde. I'll, let me tell you about the positive parts of Mercury retrograde first. Mercury retrograde is our planet Mercury, and he is our communication planet. He is in charge of all communication, and he has wings, and he just you know swiftly, quickly um, spreads communication. Um, old world folklore and Spagiria, he actually goes down into the underworld, or the Catholics would call it hell, and he delivers messages to them, and he can spy on people too. I know you think this is crazy. Now, let's move it up. So the positive parts is friends, old friends you haven't talked to in a long time. They just come out of the woodwork, right? They come out of the woodwork, and it's, it's a happy, jolly time because you're able to reconnect with friends. But the crappiest part about Mercury retrograde is our communications are off. So there's a lot of misconstrued or miscommunication where, um, you know, maybe Dylan and I are talking, and he says something, and I only hear half of what he says. Or I perceive what he's saying as a negative thing. So then we're going to start quarreling. Or let's say that um, we're saying check, double check your emails. Always double check, double check your texts. Double check your emails. Because you could actually be typing things. And it could be incorrect. And the person will take it the wrong way. Now there's delays in travel. Electronics. Never buy a new car or any car or, or an electronic in Mercury Retrograde. If you start a new position of occupation, wait, 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 wait. Why? Stop, because they'll they'll break down. Oh, they'll, so they'll no Tesla no for me. No Tesla. Okay. No, no, no Tesla. No. So um, this is also what happens. Uh, your electronics are, go on the fritz. Like I was at the Huddle House on Saturday, and my phone just smacked right on top of the cement, and it just shattered. And it's and I've got like squiggly spider lines all through it. And then my Jeep started to smoke. And then today, um, I went to it's payday, and I went to check my bank account to see if work deposited my my money, and my bank was shut down. <laughs> like my bank completely shut down. There was an error in the network. That's lame. That, that, that wasn't a ghost. That was lame. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's those are some of the things that happen. But definitely leave early and route for travels because you will be late. You will be, um, and and. Car accidents happen. Fender benders happen. Um, let me think what else. Just th that's that's pretty much all of it. I mean, there's a lot more, but I don't want to hog up all of the time so, talking about Mercury retrograde. Really quickly before we get back to our guests, because they haven't said much here, we got some fun answers of what people saw in your little hypnotism. Uh, Liz oh. Godfrey saw Pee Wee Herman. I don't, oh, awesome! I, I don't know. How I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> You uh, sure it's past life, Kristen? Yes. <laughs> Irma, Irma saw the word astrology. Uh, Rochelle cool. Hamby saw a pick of a tree, and my dog is barking. Um, Sue Montague, who is a longtime listener, says that maybe because I saw a koala in my past life, I was from Australia. Perhaps. Perhaps. Well, that's true, too. So, I don't know. Um... And Cheryl, oh God, why does everyone have such hard last names in here? Cheryl Sach Sacherman, I assume that's Russian, I'm pronouncing it that way. Uh, she says, yes, what you see matters. So I guess it does uh -huh. does have some type of bearing on me. So, Shanker's heart. What did you say, Jim? 
Shankerman Erhart. Oh, oh, thank you. See that? that see, he's good with names. He's been doing this six years. He's all great at that. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your podcast, Jim. You've been doing a podcast for six years. What is it? Or do you? I hope you still do it. <laughs> nah, nah. So me and Rochelle started back in like 2013, and uh, we've gone through different different versions of the same old show but it's usually just fun unscripted stupidness and <laughs> you know we keep busy whenever we go places we're traveling or anything like that we turn a video on and do a facebook live or something just like everybody else does but uh we, I've need, a couple to a, shows. we need to do a parody at Kristen's. what we need to do one of those parody shows at Kristen's. yes who will save your soul Oh, jeez. What is a parody show? That sounds fun. Explain. We just make fun of different things. Oh, sounds like a good show to me. <laughs> sounds like... <laughs> well, what did we do? What was we the last video we did? Exaggerated paranormal ghost shows and stuff like that and just made it stupid and funny, but I don't know. Couple of them pretty funny. Sue says the reception is shit. I guess this show really is going down the toilet. Um... But I'm going to go what? through and edit it all. I'm going to edit it all um, before it goes on the iTunes, of course. Um, so, okay, if you guys, if it was difficult for you guys to tell me what you could, you want me, Do you want to turn the video off? I, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. Um, so if you guys can't take me through, like, what was your craziest experiences, just tell me how you guys go about your investigations. You know, you seem like fun, lighthearted people. D do you guys feel like spirits get angry at that? No, no. Actually, I think it makes it better. It, we we get such good activity when we go places. We'll go joke, joke around, but then we get serious. And I think they appreciate that. You figure they're no different than they were when they were alive. So you're either going to get a ghost that likes it or one that's going to get mad about it. Most of the places we go, we just have to be ourselves, and we get activity. Most people have to think like, oh, if I'm in a, a place where a killer was, I have to be mean for them to come out. You, I mean, though. They just want to know that you're not there to, you know, basically dis disrupt the place or, or you know, get them out of there, and then they'll usually interact with you. Now, what kind of interactions do you have with these? So, say you were in a house with a where a killer was, like, what kind of interaction happens? Uh, it all depends, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> these are difficult questions. Same everywhere. They're they're not difficult. You're we're just. I don't know. I think burned out on these questions. You know, like it's like so hard to answer any question. Well, see, before the show, everyone was so excited about you know just talking, and and, and now we're on the show, and everyone's just sitting there, you know. We were just talking before. You we can were, do that. Yeah. Look, people, this is this is our going away show. We don't have a show for three weeks. Say what you want, do what you want, talk about what you're feeling right now. I have gas. That, that works. Let's. We could talk about gas. We could do that. You know, like, like, like I said. You know, I think I used to say this when we used to do shows like this. People get angry when you're not talking about the paranormal, but people also who don't do paranormal shows don't realize it's kind of difficult to constantly talk paranormal. Like that's what our lives are. And like me as a skeptic, everyone gets pissed off because I ask skeptical questions of people who aren't skeptics and they're like that's being offensive i don't see that as being offensive that's just me not knowing what the hell i'm doing Kristen, yeah, what the fuck? Saying, you're being offensive to us don't worry oh, okay. <laughs> well, 
like, you know, Kristen, I can't take you seriously. You see? I know. You're gonna, you know what you're, you're gonna have a hickey on your forehead now. Uh huh. Oh God! You, yeah, and see now it's red. God. If you would have left that there, you would seriously have a hickey on is your there forehead. Any on my forehead? Is, there's a red mark. Yeah. Good job, Kristen. I didn't think that would happen. Or two hundred carat <laughs> ring. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Oh <laughs> they mined hard for that in Timbuktu. God. My cat sitting outside of the door meowing to come in. It's like Simon's cat. Get your cat. Um, hello, Big Quincy. Just sent a message. Thanks. Alex, I will read your message, I, I think. Let me do this real quick. Um, oh, God, oh. it's not going to be good. Well, no, no. Alex is Alex is a friend of the show. Alex is... Oh, we good. Like Alex. I thought he was going to say get recently off of there. No, She's no, no. Alex is a, Alex is a good guest. Um... So you said your other shows were usually like more scripted or planned out. Like, do, how how do your other shows usually turn out? Are they usually serious, or do you get funny or stupid, or uh, okay, what? Okay, so they're serious. It's, it's it's different. See, so I appreciate that question because I like to feed off of the guests, but a lot of times it's difficult to feed off of the guests because there's nothing to feed into. Um, so the way that I was brought to do the show was very serious uh, because our listeners tend to have an issue with me joking. When I was just a co-host, I would make the jokes. I was the ha-ha funny fat man. And <laughs> and so, like, people would get upset at that, but because I was just a co-host, it was okay. But now that I'm, you know, the full-time host, it's a little more difficult for me to do that because, like I said, I already have that... Um, I already have this that distinction of being a skeptic. I I, I don't want to be rude, yeah. but I swore you said to me you've never been on an investigation. No, Am I wrong? I, I've never I've never been on an investigation. I'm I'm skeptical of like what I've heard, um, and I've had some things happen to me that like I just blow it off, whereas other people really read into these things. But you would be correct in saying I've never been on investigation. Okay. You say people blow stuff off, mm -hmm. um, and then others take it really, really serious. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of in between, because when we first started off, we used to take everything yeah, as paranormal. And then the longer you do it, the more you realize there's logical explanations for most of the stuff that's happened to you. Um, we thought we heard whispering one time, and here it was just a tree brushing up against a building. And it sounded like... There was whispering on three different floors, but it happened to be the tree's sound was coming down through the core blocks. And at that point, I was like, everybody thought it was whispering. And I'm like, nah, then nah, nah, I find a logical explanation for it. And I did. Um, so I strongly believe in the paranormal, but because I have seen things that there's just no explanation for. But really, um, I'd say probably most of the stuff people get. There's a logical explanation for. So, having said all that, what was like was that moment, moment in time where you just had the shit scared out of you and there was no explanation? I've had that a few times. I'd say one time when we were on an investigation, I looked down the hall and there was somebody leaning against the wall and we knew no one else was in the building. You could see it was a man. He had a hat on. I actually took off running. And slammed into the back of him, Jim, <laughs> and he pushed me back and he said, did you just see somebody standing right there? 
So yeah, you get startled, but usually we always go back. At first, mine is flight. At first, right, is flight, and then I go back. Mm-hmm. But um, the Mansfield State Reformatory, I saw something that was my very first ghostly experience, but it didn't look like a person. It no, was I haven't like, been there. What is Mansfield like? What's like? a beautiful building? Is it? Oh my gosh, yes, it's gorgeous. That was my very first place that we investigated numerous times. And yeah, I loved it back then. I haven't been there in a long time, though. So, what about you, Jim? I've only been there once, and it wasn't very active for me personally, but the place itself is really nice. I loved prisons in the first place, but this one's definitely up there. But what about like that moment where you were just so in fear that, and then you couldn't explain it, and then it just kind of sat with you for days? Uh, Well, aside from the first experience I had as a kid, I mean... What was that? Just me, you know, I was nine, I think I was, and the way I was laying on my bed, the window, the moon was coming through, and it was like three in the morning, I woke up and opened my eyes... And there was a man standing in my room, and it was kind of like in the window, so the moon was shining through him like a silhouette. Jumped out of bed, ran into the bathroom, slammed the door shut. My mom woke up, came over and asked him, said, what's wrong? I said, tell Russ to get out of my room, my brother. And she went in, he's like snoring in his bed. Like, it, and, and when I think back to it, this was a full-grown man. My brother was 12. It wasn't him, you know. And uh, that's when I actually started walking around my house with a tape recorder, recording and asking questions. That was... You know, I didn't know what I was doing, really. Just figured that's what you would do. And I uh, had that stuff happening in that house all the time. But uh, one of us ate Saddamsville Rectory in Cincinnati. Um, that place was dark. And uh, it always felt like somebody was watching you, standing over you, right beside you. Just want you in there. So that was the most place I've ever So when you were little and that recorder going and you mm-hmm. just, that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, yeah. when, when we come into our, our being or being ourselves or even, or even from like a past life, you naturally knew what to do and you didn't even know that you knew what to do. So you have had to have done this before. You had no training. You had no mentors. It, I'm sure when you were younger, there was no popular TV shows on ghost hunting at that time, right? No, the only thing that was out were movies. I mean, the Ghostbuster movies and shit. <laughs> right. And, and and Ghostbusters, if I'm right, they didn't like collect EVPs, did they? Like the beginning of the first one they did, but they were using all the guns and shit like that. But. Right. So you, it seems like you naturally knew what to do. So that makes you a natural paranormal investigator. In my books, like this one. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I first did. It was one of the old ones with the handle on it and walked around like the big rectangle ones. Yeah, the recorders, the tape recorders. Yeah, so anytime my parents left the house and I was alone, I, I, the second they were they left the house, I grabbed the recorder and started walking around asking questions at my house. And it was always the number one spot for me, and it still is. I still get recordings up there today. And uh, that's what I was going to ask you. So, do you think maybe you opened something up there? Is their house haunted now? No, they. My mom's a firm believer, and she had people always tell her there was some. Our relative was there. She had a shaman uh, 
woman in the house who said there was an old man with a hat at the top of the steps and she was like yeah that's the man my great grandfather who built the house and when she told me that I, I figured that's probably who was in my room when I saw him and uh, I always have activity happen to me but there was always and there was always a negative thing that happened in the house too where you know back then the sleep paralysis thing was you know it's medical whatever it could be but at the time scares the living crap out of you <laughs> so uh, I had that happen probably maybe two three times a month you know wow. maybe I had the same thing sleep and, paralysis I'm a, but I don't think it's sleep paralysis I've, wait, I wait, really wait, don't but I've had sleep paralysis and I Paralys- had the same thing that they described like I woke up one night and I saw like two figures over my bed but me being the person I am I just said oh I'm probably just seeing shit like, I'm in sleep paralysis, I'm seeing shit. Like, that was my rationale. Like, I was scared shitless, but I was like, nothing I can do about it. So. Well, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. But that's what society teaches us to do. See, when we, we are in that position, we are in that moment, that first gut feeling that we feel, that's real because that's spirit speaking to us. That's our soul. That's our intuition. That's our energy. And we all know energy doesn't lie. But when we start to think about that second thought process, that's just what um, that's just what society has taught us to believe. We're not supposed to believe in taboo things. We're not supposed to believe in ghosts or ghouls or demonic stuff and and psychics and and mediums and empaths. We're not that. That's like no, no, no. We're not supposed to do that. But if you've noticed, it's such a larger scale of it now where it's more acceptable. But like if we go back into, I don't know, gosh, the the 60s, 70s, 80s, and even in the 90s, that's not stuff that we were supposed to do. Yeah. Think about. I would keep it from, like, my brothers would make fun of me, like, Mm -hmm. like, talked about in school, and then when I got a little older, I would be, like, like, telling my friends, and they were like, hey, can you come over to my house? I think I got something going on. And I was, like, 10, you know, 10, 11 years old. I'm like, yeah, I'll come over, take my my tape recorder over and stuff. And uh, that was... So, and, and like being home, I, I remember being home with people and there was nobody upstairs. They would hear footsteps and they'd be like, I thought nobody was home. I said, nobody is home. And they would hear it going on. I'm like, I'm just used to it now, but they were scared, you know? So that, yeah, I've been doing that. That's just normal behavior, I guess. I remember this one time when I was babysitting Jim when he was little. <laughs> um, that was fun. <laughs> okay. I'm ready for this one. <laughs> just an inside Wait. joke we played Boonopoly <laughs> yeah we, play we have inside jokes from the Belair house all the time <laughs> so yeah after- we had all these experiences <laughs> what do you say I said back when I was babysitting you we had all these weird experiences <laughs> No, but like I said, fun, and it's funny that because people were having things happen, but they didn't have anybody to open up to. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have right. you know, cell phones. So there was nothing. Whatever you had happen, happened to you, and you just had your experiences. And it's like being able to drive. We used to you know, go to cemeteries and, and things like that. Like, that was always fun to do. And then all of a sudden, taps came out, and all the other stuff came out, and it just blew up. So it made it more mainstream, and then everybody started opening up about it. And I think that that's the one good thing TV shows did was open it up to mainstream for people who didn't have a voice. Now now they could talk about 
what they go through and stuff. Did you ever see I anything didn't... in those cemeteries? Not really. I've had a few things happen, but outdoor investigations are for rookies. <laughs> so that's where I should start, is what you're telling me. Yes. 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 Actually, I, I don't know. I, the outside ones are just so contaminated. Like, we had a raccoon growling at us, and we took off running because we thought it was something paranormal at first. But it was a <laughs> raccoon. You know, they, 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 they make this weird noise. But outside's bad. Like, you got crickets, you got bullfrogs, you got... <laughs> But if you can't get into public, I mean, if you can't get into like a, an indoor place that could be active, it's something fun to do. It teaches you how to be quiet for a little bit to record. It teaches you, you know, to get in the mindset of investigating. At least, you know, your evidence is going to be pretty messed up. <laughs> I've got some pretty good EVPs in cemeteries, but I've always heard not to do investigations in cemeteries. Does anybody know why? Besides the contamination. I don't know, disrespect, I guess, but I mean, back when we first started, I always did cemeteries, and now I think, how stupid, why would somebody haunt the cemetery? Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's like, but I... You're not stuck in your body, you're not just going to be sitting in a coffin all all eternity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, I guess... And what about uh, that were cremated? They're not going to be at their burial. That's just the body. So what do you guys think happens to, like, your spirit? Like, I know that's, like, a not a question, like, someone that's alive can answer, but, like, it's kind of a fun thing to think about. So, like, what do you guys think happens? So many things I think happen. <laughs> um, I believe there's a, I guess, a greater power. So maybe some people go to a better place. Maybe they, everybody goes to what they believe in. Um, maybe we stick around here. Uh, Catholics believe that there is a uh, purgatory. But what is purgatory? Is that Earth's being stuck here until, you know, they say Jesus comes on the clouds and takes every way? Or is it, there's just so many theories. I don't think any of us know the answer to that until, until we die. Well, a magic show, man. <laughs> what? That'd be one hell of a magic show. Come out standing on a cloud. That's like, that's like the thing. Like, you know, um, I was talking with, with one of my teachers the other day and he was like, you know, Dylan, you do a paranormal show. He's like, what if the native Americans were right? And I was like, what do you mean by that? He's like, well, they're like, you know, this whole circle of life thing. He's like, you know, like when you die, you just become a part of mother earth and you become a part of the greater spirit. And it's just like, that's kind of that's a right. badass way of thinking about it. Like, when I die, I'm going to be like the water. I think that's kind of, like, cool. It is, but I think that there's even a deeper meaning than that. It's just like you're all-knowing, like, God. That's where they're, I don't know, like, the, like being becoming one with the Earth. I and mean, we already are supposed to be one with the Earth, aren't we? We're getting there. Yeah, I think I think that was his theory. Is is like the, when you die, you kind of become like you have that piece of God. Like you kind of become that piece of God. And like I, I just thought that was super cool because I hadn't heard that theory before. And I was like, you know, that's something I could get behind that makes sense. Like because when you die, you know, you have this spirit in your body. Like where does it go? Where does this energy go? And he's uh, like, uh, you know, you your energy just goes where all the other energy goes, into the life force. And I was just like, whoa, this dude's thinking of the algorithm. 
Well, like, what is that theory that energy never dies? So, like, what if what if that going back into the earth is when we're buried, our body rotting, and the energy that's being produced by that is what they're talking about? Um, I mean, that, that's not what I believe because I strongly believe that there's intelligent spirits. Our energy is still intelligent when it goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, or we wouldn't be communicating with them. Right. Um, but I, I think it also depends on people's belief systems. Maybe the Indians did become part of the earth. Maybe that was their choice. Maybe we have that option to do whatever we want when we pass. Maybe we stay in this form. Um, we don't know. So I, I believe in plane theory. Like the, there's different planes of existence, and the veil gets weaker sometimes, and that's when we get activity on this plane between the other ones. And I don't know, but. That's just something I believe in. Oh, I see. I believe that, too. I, there's, I, I think anything is possible. Anything. So, like, you, you were talking about, like, intelligent life, and I guess because we do a paranormal show, aliens are something that always pops up. Because, like, mathematic. Thank you, Kristen. I thought that was a good segue. Mathematically speaking, it seems improbable that we're the only intelligent life, even if there's, like, bacteria somewhere else. Like, what's your guys' take on, like, extraterrestrials I think, I think that we actually were not the first I think the aliens may have had something to do with our existence uh-huh. like we, no, I love study, I love watching the sky and I've seen what I believe are UFOs before and yeah that's 100% we're, if, I always tell people if you believe that we this this right here is it you're just the most naive thing in the world, probably. Like, you don't deserve this, basically, because you can't. There's too many different things that, that are exist, existent now that we see and know that do you think it just stops? It's just never, it doesn't stop. You know, it's just... I have to jump in really quick because, Kristen, your husband says that retrograde has hit the audio feed, and I think that's the most fantastic comment I've ever read. Oh, that is really good. Um, yeah. But, like, so speaking of like aliens, Kristen, I'm gonna break my number one rule and I'm gonna break it for you. Let's talk about the Anunnaki. Oh, oh, oh! I just had a it orgasm. Because, like, okay. I don't even know what it means. So, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get all in. Okay, so my one rule since I started the show, Eddie Hill, you some bitch, you're not on this show for me to yell at. Um, I always said I would not talk about Anunnaki because it makes me angry. But Kristen is well-versed in that theory, so Kristen, explain to us, all of us, because Rochelle herself does not understand the Anunnaki. Please, just give us a little crash course. Well, to the best of my knowledge, it's definitely a higher level of intellectual, or a higher level of intellect, and it it dates back. It's, it's, I believe, that with, with with Egypt, with the pyramids, with the Mesopotamia, um, all different types of, uh, for lack of better words, ancient diversity cultures, like ancient cultures. Um, gosh, we could even pull in the fallen angels, um, the, the seven foot tall angels that came and they came to earth and they bred with, uh, with, with the humans. We can eat. I mean, sometimes people even think that like the old world gods were part of that. Um, what we, what we do know, um, what we think we know, uh, through studying is that 
a lot of people that are here, like the human beings that are here, um, RH negative bloodline. Um, people with very, very pale blue eyes tend to have the traits of, or and, and even like taller people. Yes, yes, yes. What? Yes. You all have blue eyes. All of I'm pale with blue eyes. Yes. Yeah. Now, is anybody type A positive bloodline? I don't know my blood type. I think I'm. I think I'm RH negative. I don't know RH my negative. blood type either. I'm o. Yes, RH negative, know. definitely. Yes. Um, but we actually, when this coming May seventeenth uh, and eighteenth at the Blair House, Andrea Perone uh, that wrote the House of Darkness, House of Light, um, who actually wrote um, the the movie The Conjuring was based upon her her life at the farm in New England. She will be at the Blair House, and we are actually going to try to connect to aliens. So. I mean, alien. I, if we think about it, too, you know, the pyramids. How the how in the heck were they built? Seriously, who who did that? Can I do some and, reading real quick? Yes. So yes, I took absolutely. notes to give everyone an idea of when I took these notes. Jim was telling me earlier. You always have to be prepared. Believe it or not, I used to take notes for this show. So July first of twenty eighteen, I took these notes, and these are notes on Anunnaki. Okay. So in nineteen or in eighteen forty nine. 14 tablets were found in Samaria, okay? That's Mesopotamia or modern-day Iraq. Um, these stones gave us calendars, geometry, the wheel, um, sailboats, and writing. These 14 tablets are very similar to our Bible, recalling many of the same stories. They speak of a father of begging, or father of beginning, oh, Jesus Christ, my writing. They also speak of an otherworldly group of beings. Tablet uh -huh. 1 and 2 are, origin, are the origin. Tablet 3 is the... I can't read that. Oh, God. Oh. It's the six days of creation. Um, speaking of manipula manipulating humans and evolving humans, um, according to the slabs, four and, uh, 445,000 years ago, the creator god... Or the creator gods came here, and they were Anunnaki. So, these creatures lived on the planet Nebiru, which only comes to our solar system every 3,600 years. The planet is larger than Earth and rich with iron oxide, making rivers appear red. In 2017, NASA announced they have evidence of a planet, of a planet 9, but must investigate further. When the Anunnaki arrived on Earth in search for gold, uh, to uh -huh. save what some theorized to be their ozone layer. They created a mining town known as Earth Station 1 in the Persian uh -huh. Gulf. The Where the slaves. Yeah. The tablets speaking, speak of a ship coming from heaven. A Babylonian group of tablets from 18th century BC also speak of the Anunnaki and the slave race they brought with them, the Ayagigi. <laughs> the Anunnaki were rebelled against by the 